0: and they're complicated, but I think the Joe McCarthy thing is a no-brainer. I think Senator Joe McCarthy was right, and we should not have had communists in high positions in government, people who wanted to overthrow the government, and so as far as I'm concerned, you're either pro-McCarthy, or whether you realize it or not, you're pro-McCommunism. But whatever the case, um, uh, I think Joe, I, I agree with John Wayne, who uh, really liked Joe McCarthy? They became lifelong friends and all. And I believe McCarthy was right; the communists were wrong, and there was no room for communists in our government. And now our government is overloaded with different types of communists. And we'll talk about that tonight. One of the uh, one of the reasons why I want to talk about that is our book, God, Government: and The Road to Tyranny, is probably within a month or two from uh, being uh, in print. The uh, our cover artist, uh, Bill Bill Harrod has just done some phenomenal work and. The, the cover is just,
1: just
0: All right, listen. Knock it off. If You can't be quiet in the studio. We're going to have to ask you to leave. I know I I know you know we're being followed by our uh, our fans, but uh, if you can't control your emotions, you're going to have to leave the studio. <coughs> uh, all right, all right. Maybe I'm stepping on toes. I don't know, but whatever the case, uh chapter 5 of this work, God, government and the road to tyranny. Is entitled the Christian View of Government. I know the Christian View of Communism. Um, it's written by one of my favorite authors. That chapter is written by me, and um, and I give a little overview of Marxist communism. So we'll be talking a little bit about that tonight. Uh, I want to touch on a few other things that are going on in the news. This was really neat. Um, I'm not going to give the name of the insurance company. They're, they're really dynamite. The good people to work with, but they insure our our church. Now we don't even own a building, so I don't even know why they sent me this letter. But this was really neat. They sent me, uh, they explained something, and I, I, I couldn't make out what they were getting at, so they said, for example. So that means, in other words, if you're a dummy, we'll break it down to layman's terms for you. But listen to what my insurance company, the insurance company for our church told us. It says, cover excluded, coverage excluded. So this means if this happens, they won't cover the cost. And it's the liability insurance for our church or just overall building insurance, that type of thing. Um, we rent a place. We don't even own a building. I don't know why they... But whatever the case, cover excluded. So this is not coverage excluded. They, they don't cover this. If a terrorist detonates a nuclear bomb miles away from your property that does not physically damage your property, but the nuclear fallout causes contamination and renders it unusable. Okay? So that we would not be covered in that, in that instant. But then it says coverage provided if a terrorist detonates a bomb in or near your property and causes physical damage to it. So I guess, Kurt, uh, if we ever get the building fund going and get a building, um, we would be better off if a terrorist detonated a nuclear bomb, if it actually uh, caused physical damage to the building, then we would be covered. But if it was just radioactive stuff, we wouldn't be covered. But it's really interesting since September 11th, that um, insurance companies are actually talking about that stuff and I'm not even supposed to take this as a joke it's like you think I'm really going to be caring about our church insurance if we got hit with a nuclear warhead
2: you know what i mean yeah there'd be slightly more uh troublesome issues there yeah you know i'd be worried about
0: you know the fact that me and my congregation would glow in the dark <laughs> you know who cares if uh if they're going to rebuild our our church building if and-
2: it's pretty much unusable no matter what after that because we wouldn't want to be there anyway.
0: Yeah, and and even and even if you could rebuild the church on that site after the radiation's gone our luck, you know, a spotted owl would uh would make a nest on the property and then we'd be through. Um the Thomas Moore Law Center, these guys are um sticking up for freedom of religion. They're talking about a uh um, uh a uh, a law that's um in, in Kentucky or the ACLU is trying to win a lawsuit in Kentucky, the, the land of uh, the great Eric Purcell, my vice president. And it says uh, that if this law came about, the newsletter from the Thomas More Law Center said, Christian churches and ministries that serve the needs of children would be required to hire and retain known homosexuals who would then be free to promote the destructive life child to innocent children. So we saw saw, saw
2: this going on. Oh, in, joy. What rocket in, scientists and, and, came up with that idea. Yeah.
0: So we saw this going on in... Um, Pennsylvania we saw it going on in California and uh and it's going on uh now in Kentucky all over the United States I'm going you know, uh, to have can- to have a word
2: with Eric about uh, that. He needs to straighten out his home state. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it's it's the, you know, it's the the country of Daniel Boone, but uh now things are getting a little different. And uh you know, in Canada Canada's already there. I mean, we we know from uh, Pastor Boyson that uh, You know, Canada, you could be charged with a hate crime for publicly calling homosexuality uh, a sin. So the thought, police are out there, and uh, and on that subject, I just saw a lady today on uh, C-SPAN. You know, where they go over book things, and I have not read this book, so I can't give it a 100% thumbs up. I don't know, I haven't read it, but she wrote a book called The Language Police. Uh, Diane uh, Ravitch is her name. Uh, how pressure groups restrict what students learn. And she's just kind of speaking out against censorship. She, she seems seemed to be a little on the political left side, I'm not sure, but she was making points that would really build a good case for the political right if the political right chooses to really be to the right and constitutional. But whatever the case, um, just to give you an idea of some of the things she was talking about, she said that you, you couldn't say mention God Bless America on a test because God is offensive. Bless the word. Bless is offensive, and the word America is offensive.
2: And um, so, offensive to who? We are Americans.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it's it, again, it's these political political lobbyist groups. But, but listen to what it says on the open the the, the front uh, jacket of this book, The Language Police by uh, Diane uh, Ravitch. Um, she says, uh, it says, uh, to what exactly do the censors object? A, typ- a typical publisher's guideline advises that. So this is a, she's saying this is a typical, it's not unusual for a publishing house to have these guidelines. So the uh, typical publisher's guidelines advises that women cannot be depicted as caregivers or doing household chores, because that's considered the meaning of woman.
3: Oh. Men
0: cannot be uh, lawyers or doctors or plumbers they must be nurturing helpmates so
2: yes. so, so so you don 't want to be, they must be feminized yeah men. you don't, you don't
0: want to make the woman look too feminine, even though they 're females and you and you want to make the guys look more feminine even though they 're supposed to be males, which you know, it's supposed to be it can be far from reality in this country today we we're, <laughs> we're suffering because of the the uh, lack of of men with a uh, backbone um another thing that they ad- advise um Old people cannot be feeble or dependent. They must jog or repair the roof. These are gu- actual guidelines written you know, out and, and stuff. That must know.
2: be why we have all these like tough chick movies, these Charlie's Angels. You know, I saw an excerpt mm-hmm. from that movie the other day, and they're just throwing these guys around the room, and I'm just like, you know, I'd really like to see that yeah. in real life. I don't yeah. think they would last three minutes. There was
0: one movie
2: that I saw me and my wife laughed all the way through it where
0: this this lady played the Vice President and she was like a former marine, and the White House got taken over, and she took she was like a one she was became like a female Rambo and just beat all the bad guys. and it was just phony baloney, you know she climbed up a rope with one arm holding an m sixteen in the other arm. I've never seen a a male marine with eighteen inch biceps do that wow, and uh, but there was one scene in it. Where she found it, uh, a toy GI Joe and she says something like, "This is why men are messed up," and then tossed it aside. But the if fact it was of a real G.I. GI
2: Joe, that well, would be wonderful. Well,
0: but, but but the crazy thing was, she's saying men are messed up because they're trained warriors. They they like joining the military and fighting wars. What is she doing? Yeah, she's saying I hate exactly men because thing. of the way they are, but I want to be just like them. Yep. So yep. it's 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 kind of kind of weird. Uh, another guideline uh, of publishing agencies. Um. A story that is set in the mountains discriminates against students from flatlands. And uh, by the way, a lot lot of these publishers are are those that publish textbooks or uh, make uh, nationally accepted uh, uh, standardized tests and things. So a story that's set in the mountains discriminates against students from flatlands. Uh, children cannot be shown as disobedient or in conflict with adults. Uh, it's almost like saying you can't even write about children. Yeah, why um, don't we just throw, realistically, reality, about let's them. just
2: throw reality out the window, you know? I mean, and, it has no bearing on
0: life. And in it's postmodern day and age. That's exactly what's happening. Cake uh, cannot appear in a story because
2: it is not nutritious.
4: Uh,
0: <laughs> sheesh, I don't know what's going on here, but, but I I'm going to look
2: at it. None of these standards writers are members of Mensa. Uh
0: I I don't know and um and whatever the case uh um I'm not a member of that uh myself because you got to have a high IQ but whatever the case it the, the language police by Di- uh, Diane Ravitch I'm I'm going to be looking into that book and seeing if I can glean some more goodies out, out of it um um and so uh that's just one of the things that I wanted to uh pick up on today so these bands are rather that. interesting.
2: It's funny you mentioned that too because like we were talking on the ferry you know we interviewed Tal Brook last week and uh, the latest Spiritual Counterfeits Project newsletter had a big write-up on reality TV shows and just all the silliness that's going on with it and the damage that it's doing to our culture. It's kind of yeah. like, let's throw reality out the window and live in fantasy yeah. world.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's, uh, some of that reality TV garbage is getting way, way, in fact, most of it is getting way, way out of hand. Here's another thing. Uh, Eric sent this to me, our, our vice president at the Institute, Eric Purcell, Um from WorldNet da- uh, Daily, that uh, court—it uh, uh, Sup- was actually the Supreme Court of the United States of America, if I remember uh, reading it right. Uh, so this is a very important case. yeah the Supreme Court ruled 6 to 3 that states cannot punish homosexual couples for engaging in sex acts that are legal for heterosexuals. So basically, the Supreme Court struck down a Texas sodomy law. Now, as far as the Constitution goes, that's state rights. Texas should just be yeah, left alone.
2: Absolutely. And um but whatever the case, um I don't know where these federal and, judges get off thinking that they can overrule the sovereignty yep, of the states.
0: Yep, and, and it just it says so Texas was one of just thirteen states in which a law exists and one of just four that banned same sex sodomy, sodomy only. And um but whatever the case, uh, the Supreme Court button its nose and so so you got uh, Justice Scalia voted against it. Obviously, he was one of the three who voted against it, as well as uh, Justice Thomas. And, um, and and they're basically saying that um, uh, the court has. Uh, Scalia stated this, Justice Scalia. The court has taken sides in the culture war, Scalia said, noting that he has nothing against homosexuals. So he's saying, he's saying, look, uh, I have nothing against homosexuals, but it's not the Supreme Court's job. To further their agenda, and so then he said that the, the court had. And I'm quoting Scalia: uh, the court has largely signed on uh, to the so-called homosexual agenda. So now the Supreme Court is working for the homosexual rights movement uh, at this point and furthering their cause. Ah, uh, another uh, another email from Eric uh, is that the World Net uh, Daily exposes the United Nations' uh, world reorder, and uh, it states this, uh, decisions made in the next few months will determine to a great extent whether the United States of America remains a free constitutional republic uh, or yields its freedom to the rule of international law administered by the United Nations, according to the May issue of World Net Daily's acclaimed monthly whistleblower uh, mag- magazine. So the new world order is in, in full... Uh, you know, Full steam ahead. We'll talk about that when we come back. Tonight we're talking about communism. We'd love to hear from you. Local area 206 number 374-8800. Toll free
5: 1-800-955-8200. Hello, this is Eric Purcell, the co-host of The Christian Worldview. I'd like to invite you to attend the church services of Trinity Bible Fellowship. Come here, Pastor Phil Fernandez and I preach the Word of God. 10.30 Sunday mornings at the Clear Creek Community Club on Clear Creek Road in Silverdale, Washington, just a short distance from the Kitsap Mall. That's Trinity Bible Fellowship, meeting at the Clear Creek Community Club in Silverdale, Washington. For more information, call 360-698-7382. And we're looking forward to seeing you on Sunday morning. The Institute of Biblical Defense is an organization that believes and teaches that biblical Christianity is not reserved for the uneducated and unstable, as some would have us believe. We present and defend our faith to prove that point. Science, philosophy, history, archaeology, all the evidence points to an empty tomb outside Jerusalem, God's greatest miracle in an unbelieving world. If you'd like to learn more, check out the Institute at www.biblicaldefense.org or give us a call at 360-698-7382.
3: Top of the morning to you, Roger. How are you
5: doing, mate?
3: Have you had your tea this morning? Oh, great, small tea, Thank you. Lovely. Now we can get on with our channeling. This morning, I think we're going to bring up the spirit of Joseph Stolen. Oh, boy. Ready? Come Here on. we go. Oh, Mr. Stolen, come forth from the afterlife. Oh, Joey, and grant boy. us wisdom.
5: Ah, 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 ah. Oh, that doesn't sound good. Where will you be the day after you die? Trust Jesus. No, oh, do you, you ever, like, look at the stars and wonder why they're, like, bright? Yeah, man. Like, I was wondering the other day why it all started. No, <laughs> I don't know, but it's like, they're everywhere. It's wow. It's cool that I get to change my reality whenever I want to. No, no. Man, cool. If you
0: like discussing the big questions, you'll like the Christian worldview. Here at the Institute of Biblical Defense, we discuss the big questions, only without the hallucinogenic drugs. Dr. Phil Fernandez, Joe and Angie's little boy. This is the Christian Worldview on KGNW, 820 AM. We're going to be talking about communism, a few other news items I want to go over before that. But if you would like to uh, talk to us, uh, just give us a call. uh, Local number 206-374-8800. That's uh, 374-8800. Or you can call us toll-free at uh, 1-800-955-8200. That's one eight hundred nine five five eighty two hundred, 955 8200 And we have a caller, and it's Paul from Silverdale. Paul, you're on the air.
1: Um, hi, Pastor Phil.
0: How's it going there?
1: Uh, just great. A uh, beautiful day today. Uh,
0: sure is, sure is.
1: Um, you know, you could do a whole, boy, a whole month, a whole, boy, a couple months of uh, shows on, uh, you know, communism and, mm-hmm. you know, the way so many people were duped and, uh, the infiltration of uh, yeah. communists throughout the United States government big time, uh, big time. during FDR's administration and, yep. and subsequent to that, uh, I think you know, I think uh, your average person on the street uh, w- would say "duh" if you told them that the Assistant Secretary of the Treasury Harry Dexter White was a yes. spy for the Soviets yes. during under FDR. The Assistant Secretary of yep. the Treasury, yeah, yep. and then. Oh, all the others in the inner department Look uh, at Alger Hiss uh,
0: yeah. uh assistant secretary general of the UN and uh, it's known now that he was a high ranking uh, member of the communist party on the soviet uh payroll uh Whittaker Chambers when he converted to Christianity and left the the uh communist party he ended up spilling the beans there and uh and then and then Hiss was arrested for plagiarism yet to this day Alger Hiss is looked upon with more respect than than Joseph McCarthy, and it, to me, the McCarthyism McCarthyism represents you know the witch hunt and and slamming people unjustly. That's what was done to McCarthy. That's it's right. not what McCarthy did to others. And, In that
1: case, there were real witches. Yeah, was going ex- after.
0: exactly. And, and and Joseph McCarthy, contrary to popular belief, didn't go after Hollywood. Didn't go after others. he he, he was not even he was not even arguing that you don't have the right to be a communist or a member of the Communist Party, what he was arguing was it is no one's right to be a government official and that you should not be a government official in the United States of America if you are sympathetic to communism or a member of the Communist Party or sympathetic to other members of the Communist Party who who are in the State Department and, uh, you know, basically, if you want to overthrow the government, you cannot be
2: trusted to yeah. help run the government. That's a view that's totally antithetical to our system of government. It can yeah. only harm it. Nope.
1: And, uh, you know, mentioning Whitaker Chambers yeah. and mention- mentioning er- also earlier in your show about uh, the way our culture is becoming so degraded, not with not yeah. just with language but uh, in belief and uh, practice, I I read a book uh, by Ralph De Toledano who was a friend of Whitaker Chambers. He wow. was a writer for Newsweek at the time. And there was a book of his correspondence with Whitaker Chambers and Whitaker Chambers writings. And he he mentioned in uh you know a current aside, you know, how Whitaker Chambers said that he was joining the losing side when he left communism mm. and uh, you know, told about uh, uh his and yeah. and also uh, the others in that uh, communist uh, circle um uh, uh route de Toledano, he he wrote that well you know people would say well you know he didn't ju- lo- uh, join the losing side because you know we've vanquished communism no. but he, but uh, de Toledano yeah. said if
0: Another what if chambers culture, were isn't? alive
1: today, were yeah. alive today uh chambers would say yes he did join the losing side yeah. because the way the culture has become
0: yeah yeah and and it's it's also um, you and know, of
1: course, it, as a as a Christian, yeah, he you was know, a Quaker. He he would yeah, know, it, say it, that, and
0: it, it's even the Republican Party wants big government. Basically, even the, the the leadership of the Republican Party on the national level wants socialistic government. And we need to understand that the the old Soviet Union they were the USSR, they were not the USCR. They they viewed that they're the present form of their communist regime, communism, was the goal supposedly the cashless society. But they viewed their government as socialism, just like the the, the uh, red China. And, and based, so socialism is identical to communism. It's just the present stage in the dialectic, the present stage of communism. And uh, so socialism, big government, now we've got people on both sides of the aisle, Republican and Democrat, that uh, just about everybody who's part of the establishment, that has has power, um, whether they call themselves capitalist or socialists, whatever... We're just nothing but big government guys, and I think that was the biggest result out of McCarthy's. And McCarthy did not win uh, because of the uh, assault on McCarthy. Everybody was afraid to call a communist a communist, and afraid to call big government evil. And because of it, we're suffering the results. And uh, and I I think uh, big government type thinking, whether you call it Marxist communism, Gramscian communism, uh, Trotskyite communism, yeah. or socialism, whatever name it goes by. The, the big government, the big government disease, has spread to the leadership of both parties.
1: Yeah, um, that's, that's so. That's unfortunately true. Um, it, we have to, you know, restate the obvious that yeah. that government is best what governs least.
0: Amen. That's and that's our founding fathers, and that, that's what really concerns me is that we have so few people. Um, on the national level, uh, on politics, that really want to quote the Founding Fathers in context and stand by it and go back to the Constitution.
1: And And that's what made the Founding Fathers so different was because, you know, contrary to the Enlightenment at that time, they allowed the Christian influence to... Um, to influence
2: them. Yeah. When and, our founding fathers were right. true statesmen, they stood on principle. Yep. They didn't tell the people what they wanted to hear. And unfortunately, yep. nowadays, everybody is so dependent on government and the country is so dumbed down. I mean, every time there's some sort of a social ill, everybody looks and expects Congress to pass a new law.
0: You know, a, a Christian pastor, John A. Stormer, uh, he wrote a book called None Dare Call It Treason, which has sold over 7 million copies. And uh, li- listen to what he says about McCarthy. I'm reading from page 87, None Dare Call It Treason, John A. Stormer. He says, um, uh, However, by the end of 1954, McCarthy was censured and silenced. By 1957, he was dead. The liberals cheered. The communists breathed a sigh of relief. The tragedy of the McCarthy story is that McCarthy was essentially right. What he said and tried to prove was rarely denied. It was simply buried in the controversy his charges Provoked. Uh, His targets were unsuitable for government service, if not uh, by reason of treason, then because of gross negligence and complete naivety about the communist conspiracy. That is all McCarthy tried to prove. And, um, um, you know, he he said the communist conceived slogan, I like what McCarthy is trying to do, but I can't stand his methods, was parroted uh, by millions. And so it's just like, you know, people say, oh, he was too gruff. Okay, well then just allow the communists to stay in the government and to run our government, to take over our government. It just does not follow. You know, Paul, I really appreciate that we have um, Bible-believing Christians like yourself who see that communism, big government, socialism is from the other side, and you refuse to, to be ridiculed and mocked into compromising uh, God's truth.
1: And I also think, uh, you know, just this recently on, on June the 8th was the 25th anniversary of Alexander Solzhenitsyn's uh, commencement speech at Harvard, mm-hmm. and he wrote, "Only moral criteria can help the West against communism's well-planned world strategy. There are no other criteria. Practical or occasional considerations of any kind will inevitably be swept away by strategy." And you know, my own comment would be that that yeah. moral criteria is is Christianity, yeah, and you know no no other form,
0: yeah, and it's just like John Adams said that uh, our constitution was made for religious people, by that he made a Christian people, and he knew that if we would fall away from the from true biblical Christian belief, um we would basically not be able to handle our freedoms, we would beg and elect slave masters, bring them into power to enslave us, and that's what's going on. Paul, God bless you.
1: Is it okay to talk to you off the air, or uh, the board operator? What's that? Is it okay to talk to you off the air, or the operator? Sure,
0: sure. Okay, God bless you, Paul. Um, You know, Paul's a good friend of ours. We met through the radio when we were doing our radio program out of Bremerton. Now we're doing it out of Seattle, obviously. Good friend of ours, uh, trained in the Bible, as Bible college training, just a dynamite guy. We're going to be talking about communism today, tonight, and uh, if you want to call us, the 206 number is 374-8800. That's 374-8800. And the 800 number is 955-8200. That's 955-8200. Um, you know, this this whole issue of McCarthy is coming out time and time again. Um, the New American just recently, Rory Wessinger, who investigates political issues and uh, the New World Order issues, and things like uh, communism, things of that sort, which I think communism is just one big pawn in the globalist agenda, but the guys in positions of ultimate power are actually capitalists. The guys with the bucks, they realize that if they have the bucks, they can control the boys with the weapons and that type of thing. But whatever the case, um, New American Magazine, the title of their uh, uh, June 16, 2003 issue is Taking Aim Again, The Ongoing Character Assassination of Senator Joseph McCarthy. And what they're talking about, well, here's uh, the cover story, McCarthy targeted again by William Norman Grigg, who's been a guest on this show, a brilliant, brilliant young man. Um, It's about my age, so that qualifies him to be a young man. Uh, But but his subtitle is uh, uh, Media Spin Aside, Newly Released Transcripts from Senator joseph McCarthy's slow uh, closed committee hearings validate his efforts to expose subversive forces in our government and um, And so basically, um, what Grig argues in a series of, of articles here that McCarthy was not this guy who wanted to destroy everybody who disagreed with him. he just wanted communist out of the government. Communists who wanted to overthrow our government and who had no allegiance to our Constitution, wanted to overthrow our Constitution, he wanted them removed. And maybe the guy was a little gruff, but he was—he played within the rules. He was a tough former Marine, but he played within the rules. And even his closed door, you know they thought that behind closed doors they're going to find out that he was vicious and he would only look for people who wouldn't fight back and then he'd go public. Instead, what it was, the closed door hearings was just to make sure that he wasn't going to publicly destroy somebody's um character when it turned out that they really were 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 innocent and all blame th- him I mean
2: like Talbrook said last week I mean who wants to lose their freedom who wants yeah. to live under a tyranny and and so uh and so Joe McCarthy
0: was exactly right trying to get these traitors out of out of government but whatever the case Uh, We're going to talk a little bit more about how this is in the news right now. And I'm going to recommend some books. You ought to go out and buy a couple chapters. And each of these books are dedicated to McCarthy and why Joe McCarthy was right.
3: Phil Fernandez founded the Institute of Biblical Defense in 1990 for the purpose of defending the Christian faith and training others to do the same if you'd like to contact the Institute please call us at area code 360-698-7382 or write us at P.O. Box 3264 Bremerton, Washington 98310 or visit our website at www.biblicaldefense.org
4: Come here, Pastor Phil Fernandez and Eric Purcell preach at Trinity Bible Fellowship. Trinity Bible Fellowship is a small family church that meets at 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings at the Clear Creek Community Club, about one mile north of the Kitsap Mall. All are welcome. For further information, please call us at 360-698-7382. We're looking forward to seeing you.
5: Hello, this is Eric Purcell, the co-host of The Christian Worldview. I'd like to invite you to attend the church services of Trinity Bible Fellowship. Come here, Pastor Phil Fernandez and I preach the Word of God. 10.30, Sunday mornings, at the Clear Creek Community Club on Clear Creek Road in Silverdale, Washington, just a short distance from the Kitsap Mall. That's Trinity Bible Fellowship, meeting at the Clear Creek Community Club in Silverdale, Washington. For more information, call 360-698-7382. And we're looking forward to seeing you on Sunday morning. The Institute of Biblical Defense is an organization that believes and teaches that biblical Christianity is not reserved for the uneducated and unstable, as some would have us believe. We present and defend our faith to prove that point. Science, philosophy, history, archaeology, all the evidence points to an empty tomb outside Jerusalem, God's greatest miracle in an unbelieving world. If you'd like to learn more, check out the Institute at www.biblicaldefense.org or give us a call at 360-698-7382.
0: This is Dr. Phil Fernandez, President of the Institute of Biblical Defense. This is the Christian Worldview on 820 AM KGNW. We're talking about communism. Are you a McCarthyite or a McCommunist? That's my question for you tonight. As far would, as I'm concerned, that would make a
2: good new meal at McDonald's.
0: Yeah, it would be uh, it would be a really big sandwich with a lot of red tape. But whatever the case, um, we're talking about communism. As far as I'm concerned, Joe McCarthy never met the man dead before I was born. But Joe McCarthy was a good friend of mine. Joseph McCarthy was a Marine. He was an American, a patriotic American. And if you wanna, if you want to charge him with anything. Charge him with loving the Constitution. Charge yeah. him with loving freedom, and charge him with wanting to boot communists out of office. And b- believe me, history was rewritten with McCarthy. Um, John Wayne was right. Joseph McCarthy was a good man,
2: and uh, and he was attacking some very evil people in high places. I have to wholeheartedly agree with you, except maybe that little Marine stuff. You know, I'll have to I'll have to forgive him on that point.
0: Kurt. We'll
2: come out of the closet. He's former Navy, so he was a he was actually
0: a squid. And, um, Kurt, I just got a couple questions for you. Are you now or were you ever a member of the Communist Party?
2: Uh, I am not now a member of the Communist Party, nor have I ever been a member of the Communist Party.
0: See, we, we were supposed to... Re- we rehearsed this on the ferry on the way over, which, by the way, I got to complain about that, but... We rehearsed this on the ferry. He was supposed to say, "I plead the, f- plead the fifth because that's what everybody did. You, know, you got all these guys <laughs> pleading the fifth, and it's like, uh, duh. If you can't answer that question, you know, this this looks pretty bad. I mean, if you're if you're holding a guy at high government office, and you plead the fifth and say, "I choose to remain silent," at the question, "Are you a communist?" Yeah,
2: you pretty Are much you know the answer. Are you a communist or a member
0: of the communist party? It's like. Duh. You know, you know, it, it's kind of you, you should not be in government office. By the way, my complaint about the ferry, that I couldn't even hardly study because the ferry was so packed with people going to the Mariners game. So we want our listeners to sign a petition because we know there's so many of us and so few to go to the Mariners. There's only like, what, 40,000, 50,000 people that yeah, go to the Mariners yeah. game to stop having Mariners games on Sunday evenings to make Kurt Saturday, night, Saturday, Saturday evening. evening. That's right. We're on Saturday. Thanks, Kurt. It's the seven days, and it's so easy to confuse one with the I know, other. I know. I know. But um, if we could have a petition by all our listeners, which must far exceed forty at least to fifty five or
2: six thousand, times. Yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, if we can get a, a petition, and we'll send it, deliver it to uh, the Mariners organization, so that um, they no longer have evening games on Saturdays to make our uh, ferry ride a little more enjoyable. But but whatever the case, back to Joe McCarthy. If you, if you want to talk to us, call us at two zero six three seven four. Eighty-eight hundred. That's three seven four eighty-eight hundred on the local line. The toll-free number is 800-955-8200. 800-955-8200. Remember when you do an 800 number, do a 1 first, 1-800. I don't know if I have to say that for our listeners. Our listeners are in the know. Uh, but whatever the case, these uh, this series of articles by William Norman Grigg, a good friend of ours, a true patriot, writes uh, for the New Americans, an editor for the New American, a member of the John Birch Society, which is not a bigoted organization. They're just constitutional. That's why our media wants us to think that they're bigots and conspiracy nuts and that type of thing. Um, but um, William Norman Grigg in the New American, uh, writes a series of articles about McCarthy being vindicated, especially by the over 4,000 pages of recently, um, uh, you know, these are sealed transcripts that have now been unsealed and, um, and here, here's some of the, the big print uh, that, that is put down here. Witch Hunt, question mark, the high-profile pro, cases cited by McCarthy, Owen Lattimore, John Stewart Service, and Philip C. Jessup
4: all ended
0: with the senator's charges being validated. I mean, we, we now know that some of these... You get some of these big guns in the government were actually on Joseph Stalin's payroll. And um, uh, so whatever the case... Uh, he closes uh, one of his articles, William Grigg, the, with this, that uh, the ritual denunciations of McCarthy continue today, nearly five decades after his death, illustrates that the forces against which he fought occupy positions of influence even now. It wasn't enough to destroy McCarthy's reputation uh, by using the major media to equate his very name with all that is vile and opportunistic. Those forces seek to discourage honest, honest people from carrying out the thankless task McCarthy bravely assumed, exposing efforts to subvert and destroy our constitutional system. You know, but Grig goes further than that. Not only does he say McCarthy was right, but he even goes a step further, and uh, and he's got an article entitled FDR, you know, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, for those people who have a hard time figuring it out, FDR's Patriot Purge, um, and uh, and Griggs states this. In, in its efforts to suppress patriotic dissent, the pro-Soviet FDR administration used many of the ta- tactics falsely attributed to Senator McCarthy. In other words, when he wanted to get involved in World War II, and certain constitutionalists, for constitutional reasons, didn't want us getting involved in European wars, he did everything in his power to blacklist them, um, to... Uh, discredit them to destroy their reputations and all. FDR was using the quote unquote McCarthy like tactics. He wasn't you know, he didn't he didn't have the innocent till proven guilty. So everything is turned upside down uh, in this world. He mentions a defender of Americanism, um uh Martin I don't know if his name is Martin Dies or Martin D's, it's D I E S, but um um kind of a weird name, because we all die, but but uh, whatever the case said, for the seven years he headed the House Committee on Un-American Activities, Congressman Martin Dyes was given free reign to investigate Nazi and fascist front groups, but FDR's administration impeded every effort Dyes undertook to expose communist espionage, sabotage, and infiltration. And, um, so it talks about this, this gentleman um, um he basically uh was not allowed by FBR to mess with the uh the communists and and so um uh, uh he he was rece- received all sorts of uh red tape and um and pressure from uh FDR to try to prevent him from exposing uh, communist and, and their methods.
2: Well, FDR was too busy listening to Colonel Edward Mandel House and one of the prime architects of the United Nations, if I remember I, correctly. That was actually Woodrow Wilson. Oh, Will Wilson. That was yeah. a generation
0: earlier, yeah. but but uh, FDR uh, really big on on globalism. Mm-hmm. Really, uh, he patterned his um, uh, welfare state um, on Mussolini's mm-hmm. fascist views, and you know, in reality, fascism, Nazism. Uh, Socialism, communism, whatever name it goes by, big government is all on the far left. And we've been lied to being told that fascism and Nazism are on the right... They're just slightly to the right of, of communism. In reality, they're, they're almost synonymous. We're talking about big government and government control.
2: And House, so, House and Wilson were the architects of the League of Nations, which, which, failed. which failed. And so then, the UN. yeah. And How so then, that? House
0: House had to uh, get together with a few of his globalist buddies, bring about the Council on Foreign Relations to change the thinking um, of American leaders to get it to the point and get their guys elected to get it to the point where we would back uh, a United Nations. And this is where the capitalistic globalists, the international bankers, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, they used communism as one pause in their goal to build a new world order. But now we have presidents that talk about a new world order. Oh, yeah. I mean, and this secretaries isn't conspiracy of state theory stuff like stuff that. anymore. It's, yeah, it's
2: well documented. It's not a conspiracy it's
0: anymore. It's, you just just watch CNN and take yeah. notes, and yet we're called conspiracy nuts and whatever the case, we have Tony on the line. Uh, Tony, how you doing?
6: Hey, pretty good. That's good.
0: And uh, yeah, so uh, what do you think of the program so far tonight?
6: Well, from what I've been able to hear, it's pretty good. Trying to listen while I while I work, I miss about half of it. Uh, but, uh, half of what?
0: The program or the work? Uh, <laughs> both. Good,
6: good. <laughs> but um, from what I could tell. Uh, you're talking about communism, and, and it sounds like you're talking mostly about the Soviet state, not so much the uh, communist Chinese.
0: No, no, they're 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 both in the they're both in the same same bed of big government globalism.
6: Well, yes. Yeah. From but we're talking about McCarthyism and things that happened what in the early '50s. Yeah. Uh, it's been about 10 or 12 years now since the uh, or more since the Soviet state has has basically collapsed. And Hong Kong is proving to China that that communism really isn't working, even though they'll never admit it. Um, what? What's I mean, why are we worried about communism now?
4: Yeah. Okay.
0: That's that's a good question. I th- and I think I think Tony's asking that question because I know Tony personally. I think he's asking that question for the benefit of, of others who might not know. But uh, the evidence is out there. Uh, Was it Galitzin, uh, the former Alexander KG? Galitzin? Yeah. Yeah. The former um, the Perestroika deception. Yeah. yeah. His. Uh, a former KGB agent defected to the West, and he spelled out exactly what the Soviets would do. Communism did not really die. It's just part of the globalist agenda of merging the United States and the Soviet Union, ending the Cold War, merging the two, and that would make it easier to bring about a one-world government through increments. And um, uh, But whatever the case, communism is not dead in the Soviet Union, it got a, it's still big government in the in the in the old uh, states that made up the, the Soviet Union. Europe is. I mean, there's not just Marxist communism. In my book, I talk about Marxist communism, which wants to bring about the uh, all-powerful state through you know, and supposedly eventually a classless society. Good luck, uh, like the uh, those in power, like dictators, are going to just voluntarily give up their power. But in Marxist communism, you attain the communist state through revolution. But in Gramscian and Trotskyite communism, you bring about an all-powerful state through increments, through uh, evolution, through taking over religion and the arts and the media and and things of that sort. And and Gramscian or Trotskyite communism is alive and well not only in the Democratic Party but the, the Republican Party as well, especially when you get beyond the grassroots and on the national level. So communism is not dead, though. Rory Wessinger kind of our uh, our uh, uh, scholar when it comes to New World Order and political issues,
4: Roy Weisinger
0: would tell you, communism is not, even Robert Welch, who started the John Birch Society at first, he thought communism was the problem, and then what he found out was there's something bigger and uglier than communism that was using and funding communism and using it as a pawn, and that's the globalist uh, objective, so at, at the top um, you have a, a bunch of billionaire capitalist pulling the strings and uh, we're not really talking about the New World Order tonight so much but this is just one little piece in the puzzle but communism is not dead by the way one of the things McCarthy nailed one of the guys that he nailed was General Marshall famous for the Marshall Plan but Marshall did more things than probably anybody else to further the cause of communism both the Soviet style and Red China he handed off Red China uh, he handed off China to the Communists, and Marshall also um, gave half of Europe, carved it up, and pretty much gave it to the Soviet
3: Union. We'll be back in just a minute. Top of the morning to you, Roger. Have you had your tea this morning? Oh, great small thank you. Lovely. Now we can get on with our channeling. This morning, I think we're going to bring up the spirit of Joseph Stolen. Hell oh, Ready? Oh, here we go. Oh, Mr. Stolen, come forth from the afterlife oh, gee, and grant boy. us wisdom.
5: Ah, 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 ah. Hey, that well, sound good. Where will you be the day after you die? Trust Jesus. Nah, oh, gee. do you ever like look at the stars and wonder why they're like bright. Yeah, man, like... I was wondering the other day why it all started. No, I don't know, but it's like they're everywhere. Wow. It's cool that I get to change my reality whenever I want to. Yeah, cool.
0: If you like discussing the big questions, you'll like the Christian worldview. Here at the Institute of Biblical Defense, we discuss the big questions only without the hallucinogenic drugs.
3: Dr. Phil Fernandez founded the Institute of Biblical Defense in 1990 for the purpose of defending the Christian faith and training others to do the same. If you'd like to contact the Institute, please call us at area code 360-698-7382 or write us at P.O. Box 3264, Bremerton, Washington 98310 or visit our website at www.biblicaldefense.org.
4: Come here, Pastor Phil Fernandez and Eric Purcell preach at Trinity Bible Fellowship. Trinity Bible Fellowship is a small family church that meets at 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings at the Clear Creek Community Club, about one mile north of the Kitsap Mall. All are welcome. For further information, please call us at 360-698-7382. We're looking forward to seeing you.
0: This is Dr. Phil Fernandez, a man born without lungs, with Kurt Raniere, a man barely alive. This is the Christian Worldview And KGNW, 820 AM. We have time for another call or two. We're talking about communism. Are you a McCarthyite or a McCami? I'm a communist. Um, I'm opposed to communism. I think Joe McCarthy was patriotic, and that was his crime. And he got slammed for standing up for what is right. You know, there's so, so many issues that are gray and complex. This isn't. This is black and white. Either back communism or you don't. I'm not saying everybody who's opposed to McCarthy is, uh, is a communist, but what I'm saying is everybody who opposes McCarthy and is opposed to communism um, has fallen prey to communist propaganda. Uh, but whatever the case, let me uh, suggest a few books to you that you might want to read, just a few chapters that deal with McCarthyism. And then you could read the rest of the book as it deals with the New World Order, the rest of these books. But if you want to give us a call, we've got time for another call or two. You can call us on the local line, 206-374-8800. That's 374-8800. Or you can call us toll-free, 800-955-8200. That's 800-955-8200. We already mentioned, None Dare Call It Treason, which sold 7 million copies. The author, John A. Stormer, a Christian pastor who exposed communism and, and explain why McCarthy was right um, a lot of people think William F. Buckley Jr. Um, they think that uh, that he um, actually stood up for uh, McCarthy but in reality his book he claimed he was defending McCarthy he Claimed that Buckley claimed that he was a conservative but he, with friends like that who needs enemies in the end of the book you're left with wow McCarthy was messed up And um, so whatever the case, uh, there's a really good book by John McManus about William F. Buckley Jr., and it's called uh, William F. Buckley Jr. Pied Piper for the Establishment, where he spells out what really happened during the McCarthy years. There's also The Naked Capitalist by W. Cleon Skousen and The Naked Communist by W. Cleon Skousen. And um, I'd like to talk a little bit about that, if time permits. But there's several good truly constitutional books that point out that McCarthy was right and the liberals and the neoconservatives were wrong. We have another caller. Lewis, you're on the air. How you doing?
7: Hi. How's it going? Real good, thanks. Yeah, I just uh, tuned in your program. I I got Ann Coulter's book today.
0: uh, I got it today uh, today as well.
7: (laughs) Delivered by Amazon, Treason. Yeah. And apparently, I haven't started yet, but apparently she talks a lot about Senator McCarthy. That's always been a fascinating subject to me. That mm-hmm. whole period, I I was in a Ber- I lived in Berlin in 1975, and I got to visit East Berlin and took mm-hmm. a brief trip to Poland. And my wife uh, spent four years in a communist labor camp in Cambodia. Wow! So you know, I've I've looked into this and and tried to square it with my Christian beliefs and, yep. and, and how the world is changing and, and the way the uh, God's plan is unfolding. Yeah, it's yeah. a fascinating subject. Yeah. I was wonder, Apparently, you just got the book and haven't read it. I was going to ask you what you thought of it. Yeah, but on the ferry, I
0: did read a couple chapters. And what it seems to be, now, now, Ann Coulter, you know, seems like a very nice lady, but at the same time, she's what I would classify as a neoconservative, a newer form of conservative. They claim to be conservatives, but she's really not pro-Constitution Um she, she basically sees a place for the United Nations, which is very unconstitutional, and she sees a place for big government, maybe not quite as big as, as the liberals would see. But she's more of a neoconservative, yet I would recommend that book, her her new book, Treason, based on this. She's one of the few conservative authors that is now coming out backing uh, Joseph McCarthy. She has at least three or four chapters in her book, and it's it's not one of those deals where where she um, you know like William F Buckley Jr. pretending to be a friend but then then slams the guy. Um, she she really goes to his defense and says he was right and we need more people like him. And um, so let me see if I could find there's, there's one one point where she says that uh, she comes right out and says in her book yeah she says this and the start of chapter four a chapter entitled the indispensable Joe McCarthy. The truth about McCarthy will sound insane because it has been a major goal of the left to make it sound insane. Your tax money is used to support school textbooks and college professors churning out nonsense about McCarthy. And and so, you know, she goes on and on arguing that McCarthy was right. He was on a witch hunt, but there were real witches, and they were witches in, you know, communists in high places in government... And so she's one of the first what I would call neoconservatives to stand up for McCarthy and to say that McCarthy was right. So I recommend this book to a lot of my friends because a lot of my friends are not true constitutional conservatives. They think they are, but they're actually neoconservatives, and they wouldn't read the true constitutional books that I mentioned. So if I recommend Ann Coulter's Treason, though I don't agree with everything in the book, what she's talking about when it comes to McCarthy It might lead them to say, okay, let me take a closer look at McCarthy. Then maybe they'll read some of these other books and find out, hey, McCarthy was right. Once you find out that McCarthy was right, you start finding that a lot of things, not only in the Democratic Party, but the Republican Party as well, a lot of things stink. And something is wrong. And this love fest with the United Nations and this love fest with international law and uh, the World Trade Organization and and, um, United States Intervention all over the world that these things are about as as a, uh, far away from the goals of our founding fathers as you could possibly and get. we might
2: point out, too, that there are those who badmouth the United Nations but still have a love fest with the globalist agenda and are more than willing to carry it out with yeah. American uh, taxpayer dollars and military. Yeah, see, the, the liberals want a weak
0: United States military, so they need the UN to bring about the one world government. The neoconservatives in control of the establishment in the Republican Party, they want a strong America. And it's basically like, hey, we don't have to get cooperation from the United Nations. We can do this alone. But either way, globalism is ugly, and it sounds like the Tower of Babel, Genesis 11, and Revelation chapter 13, the Antichrist and his one world government. We should not go there. God wants, Government has a limited purpose, and we need... Uh, to stick to that limited purpose, government should not be this all powerful monster
7: uh lewis well, i would I would uh put in a a slightly different angle on this the uh I agree with you the the United Nations is exactly what we don't the direction we don 't want to head into, mm-hmm. but since the way the world has changed and the technology and has evolved in such a way as that we are being drawn uh, close together in trade and commerce with the whole entire world. And I would much rather see a Judeo-Christian nation like the United States set the agenda for the world and create a Pax Americana, if you will. And it, I know it can be messy. I know there's a lot of risks involved, but I think this is oh. vastly preferable to oh. the socialist U.N. Hey, hey Louis,
0: we've got to close the program. Right. Thank, Thank you for your insight. Uh, The only thing I would say to this, and Lewis, I hope hope you're you're listening, but we've got to cut the call. I would just say that that that's opposed to what our founding fathers stood for. Our founding fathers believed in in limited government, not the idea that America should police the world. And and supposing if America takes over the world and and forces peace, all it takes is getting a bill of Hillary in office... And all of a sudden, that peace we're enforcing can look pretty ugly. So uh, whatever the case, we'll talk about next week the 45 goals of the Communist Party to take over America from within. This is Dr. Phil Fernandez and Kurt Renier from the Institute of Biblical Defense, Christian Worldview. God bless you, and love the freedom God has blessed you with.